From the newsroom of the Bryant College Station Eagle, this is the Brazos Sports Press Cast. And now, the Eagle High School Sports Team, Alex Miller and Jake Weiss. What's going on, everyone? I am not Alex Miller or Jake Weiss. I am Travis Brown here in our snazzy new Eagle video studio. Uh, we're we're going to start this segment off. It's about midway through the season with some grades from these two guys, our high school team, of course, Alex Miller and Jake Weiss. Uh, guys, how are you doing today? Yeah, we're like basically the halfway point of the entire Texas high school football season. You got to remember there's 17 weeks. We're in week eight now. So 17 total weeks between the start of the season and the state championship games that third week in December. So Hey, we're just going to get some midseason accolades and, you know, praise some teams and guys for having some good seasons. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of like in a high school yearbook. The uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? The superlatives. Superlatives. High school superlatives. Mid, midseason well, superlatives. Jake, you've gotten to know Alex. But what would Alex's high school superlative be? Uh, best dressed. Best dressed. Oh, best dressed. What would Jake's be? He's, he's always mm. snazzy. I like that. Mm. Mm. Jake's would probably be, uh, hmm. Get back to me on that one. <laughs> uh, glasses game is pretty good. The glasses game is strong. I gotta say, I've always liked Jake's glasses, partially because they're very similar to mine. So, <laughs> Jake, Jake could also probably win best dressed for you know he's always got the nice polos. He's always looking sharp. He's never had a bad dress day. Most likely to if the eagle people most likely to hit his head on the door frame. Uh, yeah. Uh, Robert Cessna, probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Jake could be in that running, yeah, too. Yeah, that's true. As well. So let's get into what we're really here for, <laughs> and that's the midseason superlatives for these high school teams. Best team so far. Alex? Yeah. Uh, it's it's For me, it's got to be Franklin, okay? They're, they're number one in the state uh, in 3A Division One. They're the defending state champions. You know, we, we talked up in the preseason about how they're going to move up. They moved up to the Division One this year. They're 6-0. They've got some good wins on their resume. They've been tested a few times, which is a good thing. I bet if we called Coach Fannin right now, he'd say, yeah, I'm glad we've been tested because last year they just steamrolled right through everybody. And so, you know, it's been a little bit of a rebuilding process because of what what some of those key pieces they lost from that title team last year. But, I mean, the, the cupboard was not bare, right? They had, they had a number of guys that came back that – I mean, it, they have not skipped a beat, and that's why they are the best team so far. Uh, and you know, they are—they are the team to beat right now in three A Division One in the entire state. Jake, what do you got? I've got Burton actually. Uh, Burton's another undefeated team. They're six and zero. They're three and zero in district. And what's really impressed me all year about them is you know they're doing this without a home field. They're working on a new stadium right now, so they don't have a home field. So every game's either got to be you know on the road or at a neutral site. That's just been really impressive to me, uh, just to see that. They've got some good wins. They're 3-0 in district. I've just been really impressed with them. Only got to talk to their coach a little bit, uh, Coach Jason Hody. Only a little bit, but uh, just really impressed with what they're doing so far. You know, they're number two right now in 2A Division yeah. two, and that's only because they're in the same division as Mart, which is number one. Pedigree is there. Uh, and, uh, you know, those teams are probably on a collision course potentially to play in a, in a state semifinal or a state champ. It would be the state championship game, I think, because Mart's Region 2 and Burton's either Region 3 or Region 4. So, yeah. I mean, 
We could have a we could have a Central Texas showdown there uh, in AT&T Stadium at the end of the season. Guys, I'm not sure if you're aware, but it's spooky season. It is spooky Halloween season. Halloween is coming. It's time for tricks, treats, and surprises. Who is your most surprising <laughs> team so far this season? Let's start with Jake this time. Yeah, I'm going uh, Somerville. Uh, I've talked to them a bunch the last couple weeks, it seemed like, which is funny because they started out 0-4. Um, you know, you can never really write someone off after non-district because, you know, district is kind of that second part of the season. Uh, but I think even, you know, them co- the coaches themselves kind of would say, hey, we were a little surprised because, uh, you know, they're 3-0 and in district. They haven't lost. They started out 0-4, now they're 3-4, and and they're kind of in the driver's seat. I mean, I think I was doing some math earlier. I'm not a mathematician, but uh, I think they only need to really win one more game, and uh, they, they've secured a playoff spot. So just really impressive start for them I've just been real impressed uh and it's kind of funny too because they're in the same district as Burton who I right. think's you know been my best team so uh and that's actually the season finale season final regular season finale for both teams so that's kind of another collision course or could be a collision course at the end of the season Alex who's spooky good this year uh it's got to be the Milano Eagles I mean they are they are 5-0 and they're on their way to the playoffs it looks like for the first time since 2018 and to put it into perspective it's been tough sledding for them the last three or four years. Like they, they have just not been that good. And the fact that they have, you know, started five and zero, and and they they are a true contender in their district. Uh, you know, we we talked last week about Bremont and Chilton, uh, but Milano's right up there with them, and they've got a stud at running back. His name's Josh Millar, and he's a real threat. He's up to almost eight hundred yards, has eleven touchdowns this season. Uh, this is this is their best team probably since that 2017 season. They went 11 and two. So uh, Milano is my team that's been most surprising so far. There is no Heisman Trophy winner for the Brazos Valley, but if there were, who would be on the top of your watch watch list as the best player so far, Alex? Well, if you take a look at our snazzy little preseason <laughs> you're, cover, you're, you're playing with fire. There. You'll see there's this guy holding a football right here. His name's Paxton Hancock, and he plays for the Centerville Tigers. And we put him on the cover of our magazine for a reason. You, mess, I, you messed up our display. I know. I'll <laughs> fix it afterward. But there's a reason he was on the magazine cover to start the season, and and he has not shied down from that. Okay, he is the glue to that team. And he's really good on both sides of the ball. Uh, almost 1,000 yards rushing so far, 11 touchdowns. He's their middle linebacker, leading tackler. And, you know, Centerville's a good team without him. But with him, they are a great team and a true state contender. And I, I think we saw that when, you know, they went down to the wire against Mart and had a chance to get a really big win in non-district. And I think we're going to see that as they get through this district slate they're they're the they're definitely the favorite in that district and as they go through a really tough region uh in, in the postseason so uh paxton hancock he he's my guy jake yeah so for me um i don't know if y'all would remember this but I, you know every year you you know the ncaa video game would come out you oh, i remember Heisman, yeah oh yeah you'd uh, make a player and you know he'd always have all the crazy stats right like you know 400 passing yards two rushing, three or four rushing touchdowns, you know, and he'd win like the Heisman as a freshman. Well, I picked a guy that's kind of putting up similar numbers, I think, anyway, because every week I look at his stats and I go, man, this is a straight out of a video game. And that's uh, Bremont quarterback Braylon Wortham. He's only a sophomore, and, man, he's just really impressed so far. Uh, Bremont's only lost one game, and 
just every week we get that stat, we get the stats. And I'm just looking at it and I'm just like, wow, he's a dual threat quarterback. He's got 959 passing yards so far. I think 872 rushing yards on this season. Uh, I think maybe he's up the total. I'm not 100% sure on this. I need to double check, but he's almost at 20 total touchdowns between the, through the air and then on the ground. He's just doing it all for them, and it's showed. I mean, they've only lost one game so far this season, and just I've been real impressed with him. Yeah, uh, so breakout player of the year. Who is the most surprising player you've seen so far, Jake? All right, well, this is kind of cheating a little bit because for me, you know, I'm the new guy, so everyone's <laughs> impressed me. Like Everyone could be on this list for me because every week I go watch it. so team nice of you, Jake. You're just sharing the love all around. I mean, it's true. Every week I wa- go out and watch a team, and, you know, I maybe have only seen once or twice before, and I go, wow, that guy's real impressive. Like, how does he do this? And I come back and talk with Alex, and Alex is like, yeah, he's been doing that for four years. <laughs> uh, but no, so for my for this one, um, the two guys, it's two guys actually. Uh, it's kind of a duo here, but uh, running back Keyshawn Thomas and running back Trey Taylor for AM Consolidated. Both of them have been real impressive on the ground. Um, you know, honestly, there are times where I've, I've covered a couple console games now, and there are times where I look up and I'm a little confused on which running back's in just because uh, one goes out and the other just picks up right away and keeps, uh, keeps on trucking. Those two have been real impressive so far. And, and it's showed, console's been really you know, kind of killing teams on the ground, and those two are a big reason why. Alex? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to go on the other side of town, uh, Aiden Martinez-Brown. I mean, you, you look at our cover and a guy that we thought was going to have a great season, Marquise Collins, you know, we've talked at length about, you know, how unfortunate it was for him to have that injury in the preseason scrimmage. And, you know, when he went down, we had a lot of question marks about, you know, what was College Station going to do on offense? Because they had lost so much from last year's state championship finalist team and uh collins was the one guy they brought back that that was a surefire threat and one of the best running backs in the entire state uh my guy is aiden martinez brown because whereas college station hasn't had the services of marquise collins they found their way in the running game behind him you know anthony trevino was a guy that stepped in pretty quickly and did some really good things he hasn't been able to play the last couple of weeks because of an injury, uh, but Ada Martinez-Brown has been a guy that they quickly got up to speed. He's only a sophomore. We talk about Braylon Wortham having a good season. Uh, Aiden, Aiden's been you know, kind of their, their bell cow the last couple of weeks, and he's really come along, um, and he's their leading rusher both in yardage and in touchdowns, and they're going to need him to continue to have this kind of season if they want to continue to have a, a state kind of contender year as they go through the rest of the regular season and into the playoffs in, 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 a, in a Region 3. so Yeah, so most players and coaches, if you ask them what game they're looking forward to much, it's going to be coach speak. It's going to be, you know, we're going to take this one game at a time. But, but you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. There's always that game down the line that they want. Here at the Brazos Sports Prep Cast, we, we can look ahead to whatever game we want to. <laughs> there is no coach speak here. So, games you've got circled for the final weeks of the season. What's that game that you, you are the most excited about, Alex? Yeah, I, it's 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 very obvious. It's A&M Consolidated versus College Station. I mean, these are these are two really good teams. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Consol gets back into the top 10 in two weeks. 
before this game, and it'll be a top 10 showdown at, at Cougar Stadium. And, you know, this has district title, champ, district championship game kind of aura around it, uh, playoff game type feel. You know, this is a game that hasn't been played in four years because they've been in different divisions and just haven't played in non-district. So, you know, this is, this is going to be a really good game, and uh, this is going to be a game that, you know, if things shuffle the right way, we could see again maybe in the playoffs. And so that's, that's one that I've got circled. The other one that I've got circled is Franklin versus Cameron Yo, and it's too bad that it's on the exact same day as Kinsaw College Station because those are two games that I would really want to watch. Cameron Yo, you know, we talk about surprise teams. They caught, they probably are runner-up, right? Because this this Cameron team has been very impressive so far. They went and got that big win over Lorena, and now they they're kind of in that that you know district contender spot right alongside Franklin. Uh, and you know, we talk about how Consol College Station could be for a district championship. That one could be for a district championship too over in in Franklin that day. Jake? Yeah, my two are uh, pretty close here in the Brazos Valley to our office, actually. But uh, I'm going Brian and Harker Heights. That one will actually be on the road, but uh, I'm excited for that one. Uh, you know, we know Brian. Uh, I think Brian's 1-1 one one in district right now, so they're still kind of figuring things out. It's early for them. Uh, you look at Harker Heights right now, they're 3-0 and in district, so they're kind of in first. Uh, this one's to end the year, though, or in the regular season, excuse me. Uh, I'm just real excited to see kind of where both teams are at at that point. You know, it was kind of unfortunate for Brian when they played uh, Temple. What was that, two weeks ago, three weeks right. ago? Uh, you know, Malcolm was out. It's kind of curious, you know. We, we know he's supposed to be back in a couple weeks. That's what he put on social media. You know, maybe by the end of the season he could be back. Brian could, you know, we, we've, we talked about it before. Me and Alex have, you know, Brian's real talented, kind of putting all the pieces together. If Malcolm is back, what do they look like at the end of the season? I mean, they, they could be playing spoiler there, uh, depending on how the rest of the district shakes out. And then the last one for me is the next, actually next week, uh, it's Rudder and Brenham. Uh, we talked about Brenham before. They're real talented. Uh, I think they're undefeated in district. They're either 2-0 and or 3-0. 2-0, I think, 2 right now. 2-0 at this point. Uh, Brenham's looked real good. Rudder's had some trouble. They had some struggles up to this point. Uh, you know, they lost a tough one to Huntsville last week. We'll, we'll talk about that a little later in the show. Uh, but, you know, real excited to see kind of that matchup, especially because I didn't really think about this until I talked with uh, Coach Eric Ezar last week uh, after the Huntsville game. But, you know, he said, hey, we've got four games left, four district games left. We got to win three of them to make the playoffs. So that could be a big one for uh, Rudder, you know, kind of depending on their playoffs because they got uh, Lake Creek, Montgomery this week. So then after that, they've only got three left. So depending on what happens this Friday, next Friday could be an an even bigger game. For sure. Well, this this desk is nice new desk that we have. For for those of you who are just listening, we have a wonderful new studio here with the desk. This desk is is a little crowded, so I'm going to butt out here (laughs) and let you all continue to break down some of the great high school action we have here in the Brazos Valley. Uh, So thanks so much for letting me join you all today. And they'll be back with a little bit more of the Brazos Sports Prepcast after this. Welcome back to the Brazos Sports Prepcast, everybody. Hope you 
enjoyed our mid-season superlatives. Uh, it was kind of fun, Jake. We need to do that a little more. I enjoyed that. We'll, yeah. do, we'll do that at the end of the season. We'll do our 2022 superlatives. Hey, but until then, there's still a lot of football to be played, including this Friday. So yeah. let's jump right into it. Hey, Brian, they're back in action this week against Pflugerville Weiss. Uh, the Vikings are coming off a bye, hoping to creep back toward the top of the 12-6A standings. Uh, the Wolves are kind of in a similar position if you look at the district standings. And, you know, you look at – I was trying to make my picks this week, and I was I was trying to see some common opponents. They've played Temple and Coppers Cove pretty similar. So, you know, kind of a pretty even matchup if you look at it. And, you know, when you look at the next couple weeks, what's ahead for Brian, these two games against Weiss and then at Waco Midway next week – could go a long way to kind of determining where the Vikings are going to land in, in the playoff pecking order. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this is a matchup between the third team, Brian's third in the district, and then I think uh, Pflugerville-Weiss is fifth. So, right. And they're both one and one, is that right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. So it's like a log, it's a log jam uh, up there. So going to be interesting to see uh, once that starts to kind of separate a little bit. Yeah, you know, a guy that we've been kind of, we talked about him in the first segment, but, you know, Malcolm Gooden, you know, when when and if is he going to come back for the Vikings? Could it be this week? Could it be a little later down the road? You know, Creed Pierce, he put together a pretty good game uh, against Coppers Cove, kind of, you know, commanding that offense well, really good rushing attack against the Bulldogs. So, Kind of curious to see what Brian's going to be able to do at quarterback this week and, you know, when Malcolm may make his return, which would be a huge boost to the Vikings. Yeah. So, hey, Anum Consolidated and College Station, they're like they're like this close <laughs> to wrapping up playoff spots. And we'll start with the Cougars because they've got a huge game this Friday. Uh, battle of two first-place teams. They're hosting Leander Glenn on homecoming. Um, you know, they're both three and zero. If College Station can go to four and zero, they they would be they would be at least tied for first with Consol, who's also three and zero. Has a pretty favorable game against Leander on the road this week. We'll talk about that in a second. You know, Jake, you watched the you watched the Cougars a couple weeks ago. Uh, what do you feel like they're really start focusing on from what you know Coach Pryor had to say earlier this week? Yeah, um, you know, really for them, it's just kind of uh, building, you know, keep take, taking that next step and keep building on what they've done before. Um, a great example is um, I talked to uh, College Station kicker Connor Young this week for a little feature on him. You can check it out Friday uh, in the Eagle. Little plug there. Uh, Got to get the plug in. Of course. But no, uh, yeah. So uh, you know, he, he's kind of a great example of that kind of mindset they're they're taking. It's just hey, building on and on. Um, you know, Connor's a guy, the kicker. Connor, he he. This is his only first year on varsity. Uh, last two years, he's been behind. Uh, you know, guys who ended up going to play in Division One. Mm-hmm. You know, and Sam and uh, Dawson, both right. of them. So you know, he's kind of a perfect example of what they're trying to do is just kind of take that next step. Uh, for him, especially last week, I know Connor. Had had an onside kick uh, that he ended up recovering himself. I think that was actually the first play of the game for College Station uh, last week. So, yeah, they're really just trying to take that next step as a team, build on. Um, we talked about it in the first seg- segment, too. You know, Aiden Martinez-Brown, he's another guy that they kind of wanted to see just, you know, keep taking, you know, steps forward and really just kind of leading the way and see where they can go. Yeah, you know, Cougars got a big win over Cedar Park last week, 17-0. Um, so, you know, that's a that's a good win for them. 
another big game against Leander Glenn this Friday. Hey, Consol, they hit the road against Leander high on Friday night. Um, Tigers had a strong game from Will Hargett last week. He was our player of the week in the poll against Flutierville Hendrickson. Uh, Consol, you know, they've got some winnable games in this middle stretch of the season. So Tigers really looking to take advantage of some opportune matchups. And, uh, you know, if, if Consol and College Station can keep it up, you know, we talked about in that first segment where they're kind of headed, kind of on a collision course for October 28th, what we kind of maybe expected coming into the season. Still lots of football to be played, though, uh, these next two weeks. You know, College Station, of course, like we said, battling 3-0. and Leander Glenn, they got Georgetown next week, who's really coming yeah. along. And uh, Consol, I mean – they're 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 trying to they're trying to get it rolling get get some consistency over there. Um, really good outing from the defense last week. Consol did, um, and and really making sure that Hendrickson, when they had their chances, didn't get much out of it. And uh, Consol really looking like a pretty complete team over there. Yeah, I was gonna say you covered the Consol game. Uh, what what did you see out there? Yeah, you know. I, Hargett had a good game, uh, looked really comfortable in the pocket, um, had, had kind of a tougher week uh, the week before, and, uh, you know, that, that, that was a good game for them. Had got the connection with Wesley Watson going. Uh, Keyshawn Thomas was unavailable, so they went with Trey Taylor at running back mostly, and he, he did some good things. And then, you know, Ashton Jasperson, he got a pick six, there in the in the first half that was a big momentum swing for them got some points up on the board and uh you know just a just a pretty complete win when when you look at it overall uh had a field goal from Mo Fichetti and uh yeah so it was a shutout too right yeah it was a shutout 41 nothing so. oh, okay so both College Station and console had shutouts yeah Hopefully some guys got some shutout donuts. Is that still a thing these days? You, you know what I'm talking no, about? No, what is that? You come in on Saturday morning, coach brings you some donuts because you got you got shutout donuts. You put the zero up on the board. Oh. Sorry, microphone. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's it's just a nice little treat. You know, I never played defense, so I didn't get a part of that. But I know it's a <laughs> thing somewhere. So, all right, hey Rudder, they've got a big game this week on the road. They're playing first place Montgomery Lake Creek. I'm pretty sure Lake Creek's state ranked in the top ten these days. Um, which shouldn't be surprising. They're playing really good football. Um, I think they're seventh. I yeah. I think I think you're right. I th- that sounds correct. And I think they're seven and zero or six and zero already. Yeah. Either way, they're really good. <laughs> Rudder's Rudder's gonna have uh, a big game on the road. Um, and you know, Jake, you were there last week. Saw them play Huntsville. Um, what did you kind of see from the Rangers last Friday? Yeah, um, you know, really for them, they were just kind of, you know, and Coach Ezar and I talked about it afterwards too, Rudder made plays, but then every time they needed, you know, they, they made plenty of plays. They were able to move the ball. The defense played pretty well for the most part. Uh, really just the issue was like, for, at least for both, what we both kind of saw was and talked about was just that, you know, every time they had a big play of momentum, just got yanked away. Um, you know, best example I can give is, you know, late in the second uh, quarter, I think maybe there was like four minutes to go. Rudder was around midfield. They had just pulled off a big third down completion. Uh, I think they were back on like their own 10-yard line. They just launched one down like about 45 yards down the field. 
Keith Martin comes up with a big catch, and you're thinking, all right, this is probably, you know, in my opinion at the time, I'm thinking, all right, this is the best play they've had all day. Uh, let's see what they do with it. Next play is actually a touchdown pass to uh, Nate Figures. He sheds off a couple tacklers, and you're thinking, all right, Rudder finally took the lead back. I think at that point it would have been maybe 14 to 10, uh, but all of a sudden, you know, here comes a flag, holding, Rudder gets that whole play wiped off the board, and then uh, ended up, you know, still kept the drive going, had to settle for a field goal, uh, late field goal too. I want to say they pretty much used the rest of the clock to make that field goal. Uh, and then you're thinking, all right, well, they'll go down. Maybe I think at that point it was 14 to 10, or I'm, I'm a little confused on the score, I'll admit. But, um, you know, the field goal would have, they wouldn't have taken the lead, but they would have been uh, close enough. Mm-hmm. Point is, uh, you know, kick the field goal, gets blocked. Uh, you know, Huntsville picks it up, returns it, time runs out. You know, Huntsville doesn't get any points on the board, but you're just sitting there thinking, man, you know, from going seven points to then three points to then just, you know, zero points, uh, real real tough break for them there. Uh, tough break, too, for quarterback Xavier Ramirez, at Rudder. We talked about him before. Um, he left the game with a concussion, didn't play the entire second half. Um, you know, I'll be talking with Coach uh, Izar later uh, today, actually, to talk about Quay Jackson, the cornerback on defense, um, for a little story on him. I'll maybe see if, you know, I can get maybe an update on Xavier as well. But for the time being, you know, he, he missed a whole second half. Uh, Jaquise Martin stepped in at quarterback, played pretty well. We know he can do a lot. Um, you know, we've seen him out there as, at receiver, at running back. Even we've seen him take some snaps at quarterback before. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw that in the preseason. So, uh you know, he played real well in, in filling in. Just a tough break for them, though. I know that was kind of a long answer to your question, but, uh, yeah, just a tough break for them. Yeah, and, you know, like you said in the first segment, I mean, the Rangers, they're really trying to get it going here. They know they've got to get about three wins to get into the playoffs again. Um, and it, it's, it's going to be a tough matchup this Friday on the road against the Lions. They're a really good football team. So, all right, private school roundup. Hey, Brazos Christian, they stopped at – Three-game losing skid with a win over Lutheran North last week. Tyler Prince, he was on our honor roll this week. Three touchdowns, 64 yards. They're looking to make it two in a row against uh, Tom Ball Rose Hill this Friday. So. Yeah, and then uh, another team, St. Joseph, they had a convincing win over uh, Gaveston O'Connell. Uh, Mark Mishler, quarterback, he had four touchdown passes, about 239 passing yards. Uh, you know, St. Joseph, I think they're on the back at home this week. Is that right? I think that's right. Yeah, I was saying, they're back at home, and they play uh, Divine Savior this week. What should be another good game for them. Yeah, and then Allen Academy, they're coming, getting back on the field this week against Beaumont Legacy Christian. Hey, <laughs> I'm sure Coach Adams is happy about the way Red River. He said 17, try 49. <laughs> I mean, sheesh, I was not expecting that. Uh be sure to check last week's episode for our conversation with Coach Adams. Great conversation. Always enjoy talking with him. Uh, the Rams, like like we talked about last week, they're they're trying to keep it rolling. Uh, got some good things going, so trying to keep it rolling. All right, Jake. Well, I gotta admit, I was hoping you would uh, share that clip of him saying 17 once the final hit. Like I was really hoping you would be like <laughs> his score prediction was a little off, but. Just a little. I'm sure he's okay with that, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he'd definitely take a uh, – he'd take his prediction wrong as long as they won and they won big, which they did. So, uh, Well, hey, three games to watch around the Brazos Valley this week. We'll start with Burton at Snook. And we you talked about you talked uh, about Burton earlier. My best team so um, far. You know, Blue Jays, though, kind of in a 
kind of in the middle of the log jam that's in that district behind Burton and Somerville, who are both 3-0. and uh, Snook lost to Somerville last week, tough loss. Burton's going to be a tall order for the Blue Jays this Friday. Uh, pretty sure Burton can wrap up a playoff spot this week with a win over Snook. That would be their 13th straight playoff appearance, searching for their first official district title since 2018. you got to remember, they had uh, all those wins vacated last season after uh, an eligible player was ruled. Uh, still made the playoffs and made, made a pretty good run, but no official district title from last season. So Burton, like we said earlier, they're, they're pretty dang good. Snook, though, upset-minded, trying to get a big win. They're yeah. at home this week, so see what the Blue Jays can do there. How about our second game, Jake? Yeah, we've got Madisonville at Robinson. Um, you know, we've talked about the Mustangs a lot, especially early on in the year. I felt like they were, uh, like, the first four weeks. It was just Madison, Madison, Madisonville. Uh, but, you know, they've lost the last two in a row, and they had last week off, so they're really looking to get back on track. Um, you know, Robinson was pretty competitive with Salado uh, last week. And, you know, Madisonville, they kind of need a good win to kind of kickstart, kick off district play and then kind of kickstart things again. Uh, right now they kind of seem like a car just, uh, you know, sitting in park. They just need to get in the drive and get it rolling again because we know how talented they are and how talented they can be um, after non-district. I think they went, what, 3-1? and one? Yeah. They had a pretty solid non-district yeah. start, I want to say. Um, I don't have it off the top of my head, but yeah, they I want to say three and one, and then they they lost their last two. Yeah, so they're three and three right now. Um, so yeah, we know they can get it rolling again. We've seen that, um, and yeah, this will be a big one. This is only a five-team district, which it's got to be one of the smaller ones, right? Around, I would say. So every game matters. I mean, every district game matters anyway. But with five teams, really matters because you only got five teams. Uh, so yeah. This is another big one for both teams, kind of trying to figure out playoff seeding, maybe even to get in just to get into the playoffs. This is a big one. Don't want to be the odd man out in the five-team district. That is that is detrimental. Uh, and, yeah, every game goes a long way to as far as playoff positioning goes. So, all right, last game, Iola at Milano. On paper, Jake, I'll say it, not a great game. Milano's 5-0. and Iola's 1-5. It's an all-Brazos Valley game, though, uh, and, you know, Iola's just, they're looking to get something going, and, you know, an upset win over the Eagles could really go a long way for them. They, they're they really trying to get it going in their first year under Coach Barrow over there. Uh, Milano, looking for a strong showing, because the next three, re- three weeks are going to be tough. They've got road games against Bremont and Chilton, sandwiched between one against Granger, and... As it stands, those are probably the the three best teams aside from Milano in that district, especially Chilton and Bremont. So Milano's going to get tested soon uh, for sure against some really good teams that we know. Uh, Iola trying to get a really good win this week. Uh, so see what happens over there in Milano. Jake, I think that's all we got. What yeah, think, I think man? so. I'm excited for another week. Should be fun. All right. Well, hey. And I like the new studio, too. Me, too. I I love the new digs. So, hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Be sure to check theeagle.com for all of our coverage of Texas high school football here 
in Bryan College Station and the Brazos Valley. So for Jake Weiss, I'm Alex Miller. We'll see you next week.